Welcome to the City of Refuge podcast, where our mission is to equip a diverse community of Christ followers to make him known. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Come on, saints. This is celebration time. God is great and good and worthy to be praised. And I'm telling you, I believe what my dad told me. He said, if you're not on fire by now, your wood's just wet. Because we have gone higher in the Lord through the praise and worship team of Brother Chris and Sister Jenna. Let's give them some love. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I stand in reverence before God Almighty, who is the great head of my life. And in humble submission to the Holy Spirit, who gives us power to live in this world gone mad. And in obedience to Jesus the Christ, who made it possible for us to have a gathering like this. Amen? Amen. And to the presiding elder, Brother Andrew, and his dear wife, who walks beside him. I thank God for he and Sister Esther. And I'm so grateful for all the elders who have continued to serve as you have been in waiting for your shepherd pastor. So let's thank God for the the elders who have carried on because the church is God's church and it's marching on. And I am so grateful to be able to acknowledge in uh, this church family my great devotion of love to the Jellens family, particularly one of your elders, your um, coordinating elder, I'm sure, uh, Elder Lionel Jellens. Will you give him some love? And his great wife, Sister Sharik, thank you so much. And his great wife, Sister Sister Sharik, they have been more than uh, friends. They have been a brother and sister to me. And please allow me to take time to tell you that they gave me the distinct honor and privilege to care for Lionel's mother and Sharik's as well, Lionel's mother, and I call her name, (laughs) Miriam Marie Harris Jellens, who's now gone on to glory for the past four years, perhaps. But it was such a privilege. She was one of the first African-American naval officers and the U.S. Navy way back then. And so I, I, I remember her so fond, and I thank God for the privilege, and also of being able to fellowship with Mother Clara, your mother, Sharik, and uh, Brother Bob. So I thank God for being here. This is not my first time. I love coming to the City of Refuge. That's why I consider it one of my home churches. And I thank God for the assistance of Brother Sean, and the musicians who ministered as well, and those who are serving, whatever capacity, God bless you, because it takes all of us doing our part, amen? And so I'm grateful to uh, stand before you and declare that God is still God, and he's still good, and he is still advancing his kingdom. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power.
unto the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that what? Wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. That's the good news that we're talking about, that God gives us the power and the strength and the stamina and the endurance to stand strong when life knocks us down. How many of you know something about being knocked down by life? And seeing God raise you up and allow you to stand strong. And it's my pleasure, my privilege, my honor to acknowledge that God who is still showing himself strong. And I thank God for, for my pastor, if I may acknowledge him. He's celebrating his birthday today. So we have a lot going on at Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church. But I honor my pastor, Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Cosby, and our pastor emeritus, Reverend William A. Lawson, I thank God for him, who just, he just celebrated last month his 93rd birthday, and also honoring our executive pastor, Pastor Alexander E.M. Johnson. So we have a great universal church, and aren't you excited that one day we'll be together forever? One big happy family. One of the reasons I enjoy coming to, city, to the City of Refuge Church so much is because this is more like what heaven will look like, saints. <laughs> all colors, all nationalities, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, all denominations. But we won't have denominations in heaven because there is one Lord, there is one God. And you know what I also love? The Bible says we won't even need a temple in heaven. We're gathering in these temples. Now, they're just a building. This is not the church. This is just a building where the church people go. So we're not a church. So saints, let's stop saying, are you going to church Sunday? No, you can't go to church. You are the church. <laughs> the church is a body. It's an organism, not an organization. It's an organism of baptized believers of Jesus Christ. And we come in all shapes, all forms, all nationalities, all of that. But we're one in Christ Jesus. And so I've come by to remind you that God has ordained that we are still standing. And I'd like to share with you from the thought, I'm still standing strong. I'm still standing strong. If you have your Bibles or your phones, tablets, it's modern age time. Will you turn with me, please? We're going to look at the book of Acts, and I was glad to know that you've been studying for quite a while in the book of Acts, uh, at least, you know, chapters 1 and 2 and other passages that you've been able to share. And I'd like to draw from Acts 16, Acts, the 16th chapter, and bear with me because it's worthy of our reading the whole passage. I'm going to read from Acts 16, verses 16 through 40. If you're able to stand, praise God. If you're not, we understand. If you'll join us, I'm reading from the New International Version. And since this is on the, since this is on the 
the, uh, we'll read from the English Standard Version. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us crying out, these men are servant of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. This she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Do you see that? What were they doing? Were they complaining? No. Were they hyperventilating? No. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. But when it was day, the magistrates sent the police saying, let those men go. And the jailer reported those words, these words, these words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. Publicly, uncondemned, men who are Roman citizens and have thrown us into prison and do not and do they now throw us out secretly? No, let them come themselves and take us out. The police reported these words to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia and when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them 
and departed. Look at God. Father, we thank you for your great word. We thank you, O oh God, for this privilege of worshiping you in this, your house of prayer. We now thank you, O oh God, that there will be a rhema word shared, one that reaches your people where they are right now for this present time. Holy Spirit, have your way. The words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the matchless, marvelous, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus, we all shout hallelujah and amen. You may be seated. I know all of us have had trying experiences for this past year and a half, and for some, so many other challenges because of the pandemic, because of our personal situations, because of so many reasons we have been tightly strapped emotionally, spiritually, in so many different ways, physically, financially, it's been a tough time, hasn't it? But by your presence today, I'm seeing that you haven't given in. You're still here. And you're still standing. The question today I must ask, are you still standing strong? Some of us can stand, but we can stand complaining. I wanted us to look at this passage because I wanted us to see a godly example of what it means to stand strong. Some of us stand whining. Do you know, I think whinos are just as, as troublesome as whinos. When we whine through life, everything, you ask somebody how they're doing, oh, my, my arthritis is working on me, bursitis is killing me. Stop the complaining and be grateful. Give glory to God. We have much more to thank him for than complain about. And so how are you standing today, saints? Do you have the love of Jesus flowing through you and allowing you to flow out to others in that love and in that grace? Or are you so caught up with the troubles in your own life that you dare not try to reach out to help somebody else? But I'm here to tell you that Paul and Silas are wonderful examples of how you can lift as you climb, how you can stand strong as you persevere, how you can share love and share the word of God, even when you're feeling bad. Let me paint the picture for you. These men were falsely accused, trumped up charges. They weren't put in prison because they had preached the gospel, as in many other times. They were thrown in prison, beaten, flogged, and this wasn't an ordinary beating. They were flogged, 39 lashes in their backs. And not only were they used, beaten with rods, but those rods had normally an axe in it, in the rods, so that as they beat, they were cutting into the flesh. So can you imagine how bloody they were? Before they were thrown in the prison, they were falsely accused. They were beaten with rods, with an axe in them, cutting into their flesh. They were thrown into prison. Both Paul and Silas were Roman citizens as well as Jews. They were Roman citizens, and the law was you could not publicly beat 
a Roman citizen. You could not publicly condemn, throw in jail, a Roman citizen without a fair hearing or trial. But they were in prison wrongly. They were falsely accused. And instead of having a fit and acting fools, what do we find them doing? Praying and praising. And I would like to add, they were probably focusing on the God who could deliver them. And they decided instead of complaining and whining and lamenting that situation, that they would honor God and glorify God by singing praises unto his name. I want to help somebody today. Are you, a are you a refuge for somebody? Do you know that passage said that the prisoners were listening? They were being blessed. They were being encouraged. They were being strengthened just by listening to the praise to a God they did not know. Don't ever underestimate the power of your godly influence. Don't ever underestimate the power of your genuine praise and worship because somebody who's down might be lifted by seeing you loved on the Lord and praise his name. You are meant to be a lifter. I love the, the book of Acts because it continues the story of Jesus Christ the ministry of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's called the Acts of the, Apostle, of the Apostles, but it can aptly be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit or the continuing Acts of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit through the apostles and disciples and other followers of Jesus Christ. It was written, it was believed to have been written any time after 61 AD. Some say 62, 63, but possibly before 70 AD. And the beauty of this book is that the whole theme is about the birth of the church, the spread of the gospel, the advancement of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. The birth of the church, the spread of the gospel, the advancing of the church, the, 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 the acknowledgement that the church will prevail, the uplifting of the people and the sharing of the gospel. And I thank God that those are worthy examples of how we can stand up strong in time of trouble. I don't know what you went through during this pandemic. I don't know if you had to deal with, with, with COVID-19. I don't know if you had financial reverses. I don't know if somebody left you. I don't know if nobody helped you. I don't know if your marriage failed. I don't know if you're almost losing your mind. What I do know is that there's hope because you're still standing, because you're still here, because you still believe in God for the impossible, because you dare to trust him in time of difficulty. I want us to be blessed and helped by these, by these uh, great leaders of the church. The book of Acts, it wasn't always pretty. I want you to know when you stand up strong for God, expect yourself to be a big target for the enemy because he hates God, the enemy, Satan, hates God, hates his people, and anything connected with God. 
So don't think it was strange that they had to be treated unfairly. Newsflash. In this world, this is Jesus saying, in this world, John 16, 33, you will have tribulation, but be, ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Doesn't that help you? Why should we lose our minds? Why should we get all out of sorts when trouble comes? Don't you know you don't have to look for trouble? It's going to find you right where you live. You don't have to look for it. But when trouble comes, I want you to remind, I want to remind you that you were built for it. You, you were born. You were born to win. You were built to last. You were bound for joy. I want you to remember that you were built for this. So stop telling the Lord, well, it's too much, Lord. I can't take it anymore. It's too much at one time. God has given you everything you need. 2 Peter 1.3 reminds us that God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. How do we stand strong? I want to share with you how we stand strong. The way the early church stood strong, they stayed close to Jesus. Even though he had already ascended to the Father, they caught on to the power of the Holy Spirit which indwelled them on the day of Pentecost. So we're never without help because we have a Holy Ghost helper. And the Holy Spirit just didn't come to live within us. He also came to live through us in the way we love others, in the way we reach out to those that we don't know, folk who don't look like us, those who need the promise of the word of God, those who will trust him no matter what, those who need to know that there is hope and there is healing and there is salvation and there is transformation that only comes from the God who is the source of all life and all salvation. And so I came by here to say, saints, don't give up. Your very name, the name of this church, is what? Are you a refuge? Are you a true refuge? What is a refuge? A refuge is a, is a place of safety. A refuge is a haven, a harbor. A refuge is a stronghold. You know, there are different kinds of strongholds. This is a positive stronghold. A defense, protection, security. So when people come into the city of refuge, what should they find? Refuge. <laughs> it's not complicated. They should find a group of Christ lovers, Christ followers, Christ believers who dare to believe God for his word when he says, if I, if I be lifted up, I'll draw. We don't draw. We don't draw. We're not able to draw. It's the Holy Spirit who draws through our testimony. It's the Holy Spirit who draws through the word of God. And we see in the book of Acts, all through the book of Acts, how God showed himself strong, so strong to those who dare to believe in the glory of God. And so I challenge you. I want to mention four things that I want you to keep in mind. 
keep the faith. That's what, these, that's what these followers of Jesus did. They kept the faith even though they went through difficulty, even though they were wrongly accused, even though they were beaten with wrath, even though they were thrown in, in the prison. And I want you to know it wasn't a nice prison. They were thrown in the inner prison, so that's like a dungeon. Dark, damp, dingy, like a dungeon. And they were clad, they were, they were fastened by stocks. These wooden stocks they could put on their, on their legs, and it was a form not of correcting. It wasn't a form of detaining. It was a form of torture. And they could adjust those stocks so that they could spread the prisoner's legs all the way out. It was painful the whole time. I want to paint this picture. Even though they were enduring torture, their backs still painting from the, from the beatings. They dared to trust God for the deliverance. They dared to praise and pray and worship rather than complain. And what time of night was it? Midnight. Just think about it. If you were thrown in prison and it's midnight, would you be singing and praising God? I mean, come on. <laughs> we be, I, they better get me out of here. I'm so mad. No, you are always going to be a testimony of God's grace. And so when we're put in those bad situations, guess what he wants us to do? Shine. He doesn't want us to give up. He doesn't want us to give in. He doesn't want us to give out. He wants us to shine where we are. He wants us to bloom where we planted. And when we really trust him, let me tell you, when we really trust him, we'll choose to trust. Will you say, I'll choose to trust? When we really trust him, we'll choose to sing. Will you say, I'll choose to sing? When we really trust him, I'll choose to praise. Will you say, I'll choose to praise? When we really trust him, we'll choose to pray. And let me tell you, more is done by email than email. Any day of the week, trust God when trouble comes. Go to the source of your help. Know that God is able to bring you out. And even while he gives you a chance to be a blessing where you are, don't worry about if he's going to come or not. Just be concerned about showing your love, showing your faith. Number one, keep the faith. Will you say, I'll keep the faith? Number two, I want you to remember, keep the fire. Will you say, I'll keep the fire? Yes, what are you talking about? I'm just saying that same Holy Spirit, the living person of the Holy Spirit, lives within you to show up at any time in your spirit and show the world what you're working with. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes the Lord just wants you to show the world what you're working with. But more than what you're working with, who you're working with, who you're working for, who you're working from. And it's the almighty God who empowers you for every task, for every trial you face. Will you trust him today? Will you choose to trust him? Keep the faith. Keep the fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. And I mean, not only when you're in trouble, when you come to worship, when somebody asks you, oh, so-and-so didn't show up, 
Well, you need to pray today. Why are you asking me? I don't feel coming. Do whatever the Lord asks you to do. Brother Chris read, when Jesus told the disciples to go get the donkey, they could have said, why? You're supposed to be the king of kings. You're not supposed to be riding on no donkey. You're supposed to be riding on this war horse. Just do what the Lord says do. Because he didn't come to be a military conqueror. He came to establish his kingdom in the hearts of the people. But one day he will come back and reign and rule. And there'll be a new heaven and new earth. And when he comes back the second time, he's bringing us with him. All of those who have become followers of Jesus will come back to rule and reign. Keep the faith. Keep the fire. Make sure you don't lose the fire. Because the fire is who God put in you. The third thing I want you to do, keep the fuel. Will you say, I'll keep the fuel? The fuel is whoever and whatever keeps you running real. It may be your prayer partner. It may be your spouse. It has to always include the word of God primarily. It may be your joy. It may be your praise as a weapon against the enemy. I want you to keep the fuel that God has already given you, the fuel that keeps you going, just as faith will always keep you going. Faithfulness will always keep you going. Joy, love will always keep you going. Make sure that you keep the fuel. And fourthly, I want to remind you, keep the fight. They were advancing the kingdom, but you know what? They were in a fight. Because whenever you're doing anything for the Lord, expect opposition. One of the greatest highlights in my life, saints, was when I played women's professional football. And it was real professional football. My only job at that time. I was a running back. I was the smallest on the team, so they called me Pee Wee Pierre. And every now and then, when you have 250-pound tacklers coming after you, you have to remember who you are. And you can't just freeze up. You've got to stand strong. And sometimes you have to take the hit, but you can still remain standing strong. And when we played, Bert Cohn of the Kansas City Chiefs was our coach, and he prepared us and trained us, but he also reminded us you can't assume that it's going to be easy to get to that goal line because there are people waiting to knock you down, knock you out if they can. You have to be sure that you know your role, you play your role, and depend on your team. I may have been the fastest on the team, but I wasn't getting anywhere without a strong offensive line. I made them some of my best friends because when the tackles were needed, I could count on them. When you go through trouble, you have to have somebody to be with you, to be alongside, to walk alongside with you. Keep the faith, keep the fire, keep the fuel, keep the fight. And you can fight better when you're standing close to somebody else. The Bible says the way you stand strong is by the full armor of God. I want you to review that. I want you to review that in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. Because it says the full armor, that's everything, everything. And then among all of the defensive armor, the only primary offensive weapon is the word of God. And that's how we overcome the enemy. That's how we overcome our trials, through the word of God. 
So I declare and decree that you will always stand strong, no matter what comes against you, because you are a sharpshooter, and you are a straight shooter, and you know the word of God. And when the enemy says you won't be nothing, you can't be anything, you say, I am the righteousness of God. I am beloved and accepted by him. I can do all things. You use that weapon to stop the enemy and to build up your faith. You want to keep the faith. You want to keep the fire. You want to keep the fuel. That's all those folk who help you keep running. And you want to keep the fight. Because guess what, saints? I want you to know. Even though the opposition creamed me many times, as soon as I got my breath back, as soon as I came to, I was ready to get back out in the field. Guess why? Because I was on a mission. I came to play. I didn't come to huddle. I didn't come to cuddle. I didn't come to just sit on the benches. I came to play the game. And we have a mission field, a battlefield. And one of the purposes of this church, the city of refuge, is to equip followers of Christ to be able to send you out and declare to a dying world that there is a living God. But for you to be equipped, you got to show up. You got to show up for the fight. And one of my opponents came up to me. She said, Pee Wee, I'm going to get you. I said, I'm just here to play a game. Why are you for the game? I mean, started. And I looked back at her. The Spirit of God stood up strong inside of me. I said, you may get me, but you sure got to catch me first. Because when you know who you are and you know what God has prepared you for, you can do the impossible because with God, nothing shall be impossible. I see friends. I'm so grateful to have my family, my brother Eric. Will you wave your hand, please? My, my niece, my godchild. Uh, Chanel, thank you. Thank you, my junior high school buddy and on. Brother Ralph Rose Smith, Sister Michelle, my goddaughter Angela. Mother, thank you so much for being here because you're part of my fuel. You help me go on. You keep me going by your prayers. And no matter what happens, I just want to remind you that you can still stand strong. In the name of Jesus, no matter what the pandemic has done, no matter what's going on in your businesses, no matter what's going on in your families, no matter what's going on in your marriage, God is a source of your bounce back ability. And I'm telling you, you can bounce back from debt. You can bounce back from trouble. You can bounce back from financial reverses. You can bounce back from confusion. You can bounce back from mental illness. You can bounce back, but it'll be by the power of God. Amen? No matter what's going on, God is still God, and he's still good, and he has trained us to do what only he can do. I have this as my ID, and it identifies me to the police if they should ask or any other authority. And this identifies who I am. For the Christian, what identifies us is our love. And we shall be known by the fruit we bear and the love we share. We shall be known by our opening our mouths and telling somebody about Jesus. We shall be known by those who dare to believe that God can do anything but fail. And just as these disciples showed, 
They didn't have to worry. They didn't have to fret. They were obedient. This is the key. They were doing the will of God, and they still had trouble. They were doing the will of sharing the gospel, casting out demons, but they still were ostracized. They were doing what God had called them to do. Just keep doing what God has called you to do and know that he will bring you through in due time. How did it happen? They were singing and shouting. They were praising God. They were doing what Christians should be doing in time of trouble. And God always sees and knows. There was an earthquake that started, and it shook the prison's foundations. And all of a sudden, the stocks were unfastened, and the people couldn't leave, but nobody left because there was the spirit of the living God pervading that whole place. And even the guard thought, well, my time is up. I better kill myself because that's what happened. If any of the prisoners fled, he would have to die. And he was about to kill himself, and instead he got saved. Saints, I want you to hear me. Just when you think all things are over, trust God because his plan is for salvation and not damnation. In the name of Jesus, Jesus died for our sins. He rose from the dead with all power in his hands on the appropriate time on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the resurrection. He, he, he showed himself to the church by giving the church the indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. And he'll never leave us or forsake us. He equips us so that we can go out and be a blessing. Will you be a refuge or will you be a terror to the kingdom of God? See, their refuge, I'm still standing strong. And I want you to know, with God's help, all of us can stay standing strong in the name of Jesus. Can I get a hallelujah and an amen? He died, but he rose from the dead with all power in his hands. And he's coming back for a church without spot or winkle. Will you be ready? What kind of refuge will you be? What kind of a, a, a disciple will you be? What kind of a discipler will you be? With God's help, you can shine, shine, shine to the glory of God. <laughs>